better than before I'm gonna wait wilder than before I'm gonna spin wilder than before I'm gonna worship
them a dance because you're free in Jesus' name. That's it. That's it. That's it. Oh, hallelujah. 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 No more. I'm free. No more. I'm free. matured in me and I bring forth fruit God that pleases you No, come on, we can, she, she still got to go to her church, and she came over here for a few minutes with us. We love her, her humility, her gift. She works harder than the pastor. She works hard when she gets up every time. Will you go with me to Matthew 14 for this third deposit? And if you want to walk on water, you got to get out of the boat. I thought today in this deposit today, and I'm going to try to give you a gift because I know we have to come back for baptism and ordination today and communion. Um, I was going to get Peter out of the boat today. He going he gonna to still be on the boat. So I'm just going to give you little few minutes so that uh, you can go home and take your nap and get back to four o'clock. Matthew 14 and 24, familiar, we've read it. 
Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. That's it. You can be seated. Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. Speak, Lord. We have been examining this text and we have been studying and preaching about faith. And we'll get to Peter prayerfully next week, Lord willing. But there's so much in the text that we miss because I want you to notice that now the focus of the text turns from the disciples, from the 5,000 to the storm and to the boat that was in distress. The word distress here literally means being put to the test by torture. They are being put to the test by torture. Hours have gone past and they are still laboring. Don't you just wish that life was like what you see on TV? Everything you see on TV, if you watch every, almost every program, it starts Okay, it ends and it goes into a trial and by the 30 minutes that you watch it or one hour, everything is all right. You do know that most people, when you ask them how they're doing, will give you the company answer. They'll tell you, I'm all right. And if they're, you know, churchy, they'll tell you, I'm blessed and highly favored. But if the average person told you really how they were doing, you would probably need a degree in psychology to help them through. We, we just say what we want you to hear so that you don't, we don't take up too much of your time. Uh, but the real deal is that they have been out there for hours and hours and hours. But now, when their strength and hope is nearly gone, I'm only going to talk about one thing today, then I'm going to let you go so you can get back. Jesus, according to the text, comes walking on the water. I need, uh, that's all I want you to remember. If you just say it out of your mouth, he walked, he walked, he walked. He walked to them. Well, let me tell you why this is important, because he could have got there a different way, but he decided to walk to them. He did not swim to them. He walked to them. Now, you must understand that if he had swam to them during the storm, he would have been able to display his humanness. If he could have swam to them, he could have showed how strong he was in his upper body because it took a lot of strength to swim through a storm and they would have known how strong he was in his physical sense. Uh, if any man had chosen to swim out to them and save them, they would have been putting their own lives in jeopardy because if the disciples could 
couldn't make it in on a boat, then most humans wouldn't have been able to make it there swimming. I'm going to preach for you. I need you to understand something very important. When you're in the storm of your life, there are times that you will feel lonely because nobody else can get to you by human means. Let me do it again. Because if they did, if they were, they, 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 they might drown in your stuff. Most people won't admit it. Most people won't admit it, but they can't get to everybody. I, I came to help somebody. If he had a swam to them, they would have said, Jesus, you are a strong human being. Can I get, can I, can, can, can I preach in here for somebody? But what, what he needed them to see is that he wasn't a strong human being. He had power that was not uh, just in his physical sense. He had power that when I get to you, I'm going to show you, I don't get to you like everybody else. Let me help somebody. Why sometimes you're a little private because everybody can't swim to you. Who am I talking to? Because they really can't handle what would really come out of your mouth if you were really real. Forgive the one, forgive the one who didn't call you when your father died. Forgive the one who didn't lend to you when you were broke. Forgive the one that thought that you thought should have showed up in your stormy season. Uh, forget the one, forgive the ones that couldn't, they couldn't get there because you don't know what other folk are dealing with. You sitting on a row right now with somebody you see every Sunday morning. They come in, they smile, they get through it, they clap, they shout, they give God praise, but they can't get to you because they're dealing with some of their own stuff. I wish I was preaching for somebody. Will you just look down your row? Just tell somebody, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. You got to forgive that cousin that didn't come by. You got to forgive that one because at the end of the day, you don't know what the other person on the other side of you is dealing with because every time you pass them and you say, how you doing this morning? They say, I'm okay. He did not. He did not swim to them. He walked to them. Somebody said, say he walked to them. He walked to them. And I want, I want, I, I, he, did, he did not float above the water. The Bible says he walked on the water. It, it is important because when he began to walk, what he did is he made the water hold his weight. Now, this is important because if you understand, if anybody else had jumped in the water, they would have instantly went down because the laws of nature. Let me help you with the laws of nature. When an object enters the water, it pushes out the water to make room for itself, the object pushes out a volume of water that is equal to the weight or the volume of the person or the thing that is thrown into the water, and this is called displacement. Two forces act on the object, and when it enters the water, a downward force called gravity and an upward force called buoyancy, and an object's weight measures the downward force of the gravity that it acts upon. In other words, if he had jumped in the water as a human, he would have went down. But what he did is he, he let them know that I, I control, I control what is natural. Let me do it again. So I'm able to tell water you're going to hold me up even though you can't hold nobody else up. I think I'm preaching for about two people. I told you I'm going to preach quick. If the object had, if, if it had been human, he would have went right down. I know preaching. You, you better go back and read it. He was here in human form. Yes, he was, but he came with omnipotent power. So what he says is, he says, water, what you would drown somebody else, I'm going to be able to walk upon. And that's why they used to say, walk with me, Lord, walk with me. Can I preach in here? Because if you're walking with him and he's walking with you, what would you, where you would drown, he says, I'm able to change the forces of nature. As a matter of fact, I'm able to change science because science is a systematic study of the structure and behavior of the physical and the natural world through observation. In other words, when Jesus walked on the water, it was a declaration that I know what you have studied. I know what should happen and I know how it should turn out. But because I am God, I'm able to control the natural things 
that should occur because I'm supernatural. I don't know who in the early morning service needs to hear this, but I need to tell you, God is still able to turn the natural into a supernatural and that which should drown you. If you walk with him, you can walk on top of it. I wish you were to the right one because nobody else could have helped him because they would have drowned. But Jesus could do this because even when he was here in the flesh, he still had power. Allow me to explain it this way in case you don't believe I know the Bible. There are some things that man will not be able to do that only Jesus can do for you. That's why the angel told Mary, for nothing will be impossible with God. If you were helping me preach, because I'm at my, almost at my last little note. If you would help me preach, you would just holler out, nothing is impossible with God. Don't play with me this morning. Nothing is impossible with God. All right, I'm going, I'm going. I got one more note. He walked to them. Mm, the wind was blowing, and you know you cannot see wind. You can only see the results of wind. When things are blowing, so it is obvious, the Bible lets us know, the winds are blowing, but huh, thank God he's not moved by the wind. Let me do it again. He's not moved by the storm because he walks to them. This is good news that the most intense storm does not scare Jesus. That's why, that's why when you're in a storm, sometimes you don't need friends. You need a faithful savior because friends can get moved. <laughs> God help me. Friend, friend, friends, money run out. But there, there's somebody who is not afraid of the storm and his name is Jesus. Fear usually arises in people based on two things. A lack of control of the situation and fear of the unknown. Jesus had neither of these. He was not afraid of the situation and he, de he definitely wasn't afraid of the unknown because what he did know is that because he was connected to the father and the father was connected to him he was able to still the storm that's why you have to trust him because although there will be storms he is still in control and knows the outcome matter of fact matter of fact let me give you some bible the bible says what is impossible for people is possible with God can I help somebody I'm going to my seat I promise you I wouldn't be here long he did not run, he walked. He didn't swim, he didn't drown. He walked. Uh, he did not. Did you notice that there's a storm and he did not run to them? If he had ran to on the water, uh, it would have indicated that he was panicking. Like, I got to get to him quick because they're going to drown. But like Jesus does, he walked on the water. Uh, if, he, if, he, if he had ran, it would have indicated that time was in charge. If he had ran, it would, it, it would have suggested that the storm was in charge. They needed to know something on that boat that when they were in the storm, time was not in charge and the storm was not in charge because his timing, his timing does not match man's timing. I'm going to help somebody while he's walking towards you and not running. Second Peter 3 and 8 says, but you must not forget this one thing, dear friends. A day is like a thousand years to the Lord and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise as some people think. 
No, he is being patient. Let me say it again. He's being patient for your sake. Oh my God, somebody should have hollered right there because you wondered where are you? I came to tell you he's still walking because he's being patient and the patience is for your sake. Man, if you think that you had a testimony two years ago when he walks to you towards your storm, it ain't going to be like nothing you ever, if you thought you had a little praise five years ago, man, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, sister. When God walks patiently towards you, it's for a great result that you are going to be able to say, could nobody have done what God did because I got a testimony in here. When you've been sick that, that long and God, you saying, God, when are you coming to see about me? And he said, I've been seeing about you because it could have been worse, but all I'm doing is strengthening your testimony because I feel like preaching right now because it really doesn't have as much to do with you as it does those around you because uh, they've been watching you and you've been setting a pattern for your children and you've been setting a pattern for your friend that, that I'm going to trust in him until I die. That no matter what the storm is, that watch how I I'm I, I, I preaching for somebody holler at me. That's why they used to say he may not come. Come on, help me preach. He may not come when you want him, but he... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody next to you didn't hear it real well. He may not come when you want him, but he's right on. Okay, I'm going. He did not run. Because he made us a promise. He made us a promise. Made, made, he made us a promise uh, through Israel. He said, when, when, when you go through deep waters, I'll be with you. <laughs> he, said, he said, when you go through rivers of difficulties, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. He walked. Somebody say he walked. Walk is a slow, slower pace than running. He walked to them. And the Bible says when the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified of fear. It says a ghost. And I know a lot of judgmental people will say that the di disciples should have recognized Jesus after they had just left him hours ago. They'd been with him for some time now, so they should have known it was Jesus. But get out of your judgmental shoes uh, because, because, uh, because uh, this next statement is for somebody who knows Jesus. This is for you who know him, have a personal relationship with him. But when you're going through storms, sometimes you don't recognize him. I need you to holler at me if you're real. Let me tell you why we need to give the disciples a little grace here. They're in a fight for their lives. Wind is blowing in their faces. There, there is water in their faces. They are struggling. They're trying to do everything they can to make it in. Covered with water. Constantly trying to row. Wipe their eyes at the same time and somebody walks up on them on the water in the dark. I know you deep, but I ain't that deep. I would have been afraid to. Let me preach to a few people who know Jesus but when it's dark and it's storming and you're fighting for your life you can't clearly see him come on give somebody some grace matter of fact give yourself some grace that there are sometimes he's coming towards you but because he ain't panicking like you you don't even know it's him because he's not panicking like you you don't know it's him but Jesus spoke to them at once and I come to bring you a word from the Bible he said this don't be afraid take courage I'm already here look at it he said y'all think it's a ghost because I ain't running 
lining up in the right away. He said, but I'm right here with you. And at once he checks their terror, he calls to them and he says, take courage and be filled with cheer. How am I supposed to be filled with cheer when I'm going through a storm because I'm already here? He says, it is I, which means I. It's not a ghost, it's me. There are times when God shows up in the storm and he will help you navigate through the storm, but there's other times he'll show up in the storm and he'll just stop the storm. Let me help somebody. Either way, he's right there with you. I wish you were sitting next to somebody you love with all your heart because you'd look over at him and tell him he's right there with you. Either way, whether he's coming to get you, whether he's coming to stop the storm, he's right there. As a matter of fact, let's stop saying he's right there. He's right here right now. And the same guy... He, he does not run. He does not swim. He does not drown. He controls nature. He walks. I love Jesus. Pridgen, you just bringing up one incident. No, I got a whole lot of incidents in the Bible where he just walks. What are you talking about? Come here, Mary. Come here, Martha. Tell me about your brother. Oh, you mean my brother Lazarus? Yeah, tell us about your brother. What happened to your brother? You mean my brother Lazarus, the one who we called to Jesus and told him our brother is sick and he delayed and didn't come right away. He didn't get on no horse and buggy. He didn't run over to the grave. But you talking about the Jesus that came walking and by the time he came walking my brother was in the grave and when I got there they were complaining talking about if you had been here my brother would not have that you talking about that Jesus you talking about the Jesus that did not come in hour one did not come in hour two but when he got to the grave you talking about the Jesus that he said roll the stone away you talking about that Jesus the Jesus that said roll the stone away and when we rolled the stone away he called out my brother's name and my brother came out and he still had on the grave clothes yeah how did he get there he walked I feel like preaching right there he, he let him know he know that uh, he walked no 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 preaching that's just one of them oh okay 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 let me go to another one you you come here Mary you got a son named Jesus don't you yeah preaching what happened with him well we were at a wedding feast you know and the wine was running out and, and when the wine started running out I started panicking so I called my son over because I already knew he was a miracle worker he hadn't done any miracles yet but I was pushing him I was pushing him like a mother pushes a son I told my son I said son the water has run out my mother my, my, my son said to me my an hour is not come yet. In other words, Pridgen, he slow walked me, but I knew the potential of the power in my son. And I said to the servants that were around him, I'm going to go back in the wedding and just do whatever he says to do. My son has a habit of just walking. When everything is running out for them, he was just walking. When they were going to be embarrassed because the wine ran out, he was just walking. But sooner or later, he told him, go get the pots, fill the pots up with water. And the Bible lets me know that that wine was better than the first wine, but he just walked with him. Let me get one more witness to the table. Come here, lady. Come here, lady. They tell me you had an issue of blood and you got up, you made up in your mind. If I can just touch the hem of his 
garment. But how did you get to him? Well, he wasn't running through the crowd. I couldn't have caught up with him because I was sick. I've been hemorrhaging a long time. But he was walking through the crowd. And he was walking slow enough that I got a hold of the fringe of his garment. And he turned around real easy and cool like 30 years old, but he still was an OG. And he said, who touched me? Because virtue has come out of me. He just walked through. I got one more witness on my way to my seat. There's a village called Nain, and a crowd was following Jesus. A funeral procession was going by him. A young man is laid out dead. He's the only son of a widow woman. This same Jesus had compassion on her. He looked at her and said, don't cry. And according to the text, he walked over to the coffin. He did not run. He walked over to the coffin. He touched it and the bearers stopped. And Jesus said, I'll tell you, get up. The Bible says that the boy got up and he started talking. But I need you to see how Jesus showed up. He walked to the coffin. I got to go now, True Bethel. But they used to sing in the Methodist church. And I believe they sang it in the Baptist church too. They said, walk with me, Lord. Walk with me, Lord. While I'm on this tedious journey, I want Jesus to walk with me. Then they sang a song that Bessie Patterson and Noah, I am weak, but thou art strong. Jesus, keep me from all wrong. I'll be satisfied as long as I walk with thee. Let me walk close with thee. Then they said, just a closer walk with thee. Granted, Jesus is my plea. Daily, Monday walking, Tuesday walk with me, Wednesday walk with me, Thursday, Friday walk with me, Saturday walk with me, Sunday, I'll give you praise because you walked daily with me. I need somebody to give him a praise that he's still walking. Look your friend in the eye and tell him he's still walking. He's still talking. He's still blessing. He's still healing. He's still stopping the storms of your life. He's still making a way out of no way. Is there anybody? Is there anybody? Don't 
get quiet on him now. But if he's walked with you, somebody open up your mouth and give him praise. You got to know he's walking. He can walk in operating rooms. He can walk in hospital rooms. I don't care what the balance says. He can walk in checking and savings. I don't care what the psychologist said. He can walk and get your mind right. I don't care what the world says. He's still walking. He's still talking. He's still reminding that I am with you even to the end. I am with you. The Lord is my shepherd. want for anything thank you God come on put your hands together somebody just holler he walks I'm just giving you a few seconds to see where he's walked in your life He didn't run. He just walked. He didn't panic. He just walked. He, he didn't drown. He just walked. And the good thing about it, that if you hold on to him, you won't panic. You'll just walk. You won't drown. Got that word. Just walk. There ought to be somebody who looks at you and is amazed that you keep on walking. There ought to, there ought to be, your testimony doesn't even have to come out of your mouth. They ought to be able to just see. Look at her. She walking. How you keep walking? Because I'm not walking by myself. Oh, that's my old, oh, you, that's my old me that thought I had to do it all by myself. I, I just needed to be reminded that there's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. Father, thank you now. Thank you for the early morning crew. Thank you most of all for this Bible you have left us that we don't just have in an oral tradition that gets passed down and skewed, changed, that we can read it over and over and over. 
And every time we read it, we see something else fresh and new that you remind us. So thank you for walking. But thank you that you were in motion all the time. Thank you for seeing the disciples even when they did not recognize you. Thank you for helping us to increase our faith. Because whatever is in front of us is bigger than what's behind us. So thank you for always walking with us. Father, if there's somebody who does not have a relationship with you today, somebody who they've heard about you but today they, they want a relationship with you I pray in the precious name of Jesus that as they personally ask you to come into their life to save them to forgive them that you would do that right now today thank you that you're still a God that saves and for those of us who know you God thank you so much for reminding us that you walk because you have the power in Jesus name amen somebody give God praise that play that that's good that's good beautiful Take the light. come where the dewdrops of mercy shine bright say it near say it shine all around us by day and by night jesus the light of the world yeah yeah say it say it. walk Say it one more time. Say it one more time. Come on. Walk in the light. Beautiful light. Come where the dewdrops of mercy shine right. Shine all around us by day and night. Jesus, the light of the world. prayers are going out to one of our members of the adult and mass choir, Sister Christine Jones Mobley uh, and uh, her husband, um, Brother Mobley, in the passing of her daughter, Rosemond Rousey. Uh, daughter died suddenly um, and even after her daughter passed, her and her husband were one of the people on the bus going to Erie, Pennsylvania. Uh, because of their faithfulness. So we are praying much for her strength. Um, I do want to thank each of you 
you packed Erie, Pennsylvania out last week, and I am so grateful. On the Bills home opener, uh, y'all had radios and uh, TV, little TVs on your phone, but you got there and you blessed that pastor who was retiring and you blessed his son who we installed. We're almost done with this really busy uh, schedule and then we slow down. So we just have, I just want you to put it on your radar tonight, of course, at four o'clock, uh, where we will get re uh, communion, uh, where we will have uh, baptism of a few because we just did baptism recently uh, and where we will be doing our ordination services for uh, eight of our ministers who will become elders tonight. And I'm going to come on, we can celebrate that. We're still, still growing, still growing. Now, what, what you know our way, and I spoil you, um, you know, but you know, we, all of that, all of that, and we will not be here for three hours unless the Lord says the same, all right? If the Lord doesn't say that, we're going to be here about an hour and 10 minutes. Um, take about an hour and ten minutes. Get that communion. Get it quick. You, you, ain't, you we, ain't, we ain't giving you a whole meal. It ain't nothing but a little wafer, so it ain't gonna. When you do three services on a Sunday and four last week, you say you want to do what you got to do. So let's be here. But I really want to honor those who will be ordained to have gone through their classes for years. And uh, we want to honor them in a big way tonight. And then in two weeks, or October the 5th, um, we will not have Bible study on October the 5th, uh, as we'll be at the Open Praise Church. Um, and I'll talk more about that next week. But I just want you to put it on your radar uh, that we will be there. Do we have any first-time guests as we get ready to come on, trustees? You can come on out. Uh, we have any first-time guests who are, come on, thank God for him. Oh, we're all over on this side. Come on, True Bethel, make some noise. Um, we are we are grateful uh, that the Lord would send you here, and I want you to know you are welcome at True Bethel anytime. Please come back and spend time with us. If, if the Lord puts it on your heart or anybody's heart that they want to become a part of the True Bethel Church, it's rather simple. It's rather simple. It is really just coming up to a clerk who will be standing here to my right. And letting them know, I want to be, I, I feel that this is the plate, this is where God is sending me to be a servant. This is where God is sending me to learn. This is where God is sending me to give. And so I want to become a part of the True Bethel Church. There's also a QR code. Those of you who are watching, there's a QR code that is available for you right now. And you could just scan that QR code and become a part of the True Bethel Church. Can we get the joining code up on the screen? The QR code portion. We're going to bring that up for those of you who may be watching and want to give. No, I'm not want to give, who want to become a part. Because that's more important to me right now than your giving. This is how you become a part. It's in your bulletin. And become a part of the True Bethel uh, family. Um, finally, and then we're going to be giving, I want to thank the uh, folks who went out on the food truck uh, this week. We served over 300 meals on our food truck. Yeah, we're celebrating that. 300 meals in one day. Um, and uh, that it was tremendous. Um, no, no announcement, just showing up. Um, and people uh, were calling to other people in the neighborhood to let them know that uh, True Bethel was in the neighborhood, the food truck was in the neighborhood. Um, and those of you, when you're giving, know, know this, we don't charge anybody anything. 
we don't charge anything. They just walk up, they get whatever we're serving that day, um, and they do they do people right. We don't we don't uh, we don't cut corners. We don't take them anything we don't want to eat. Amen. We don't take them anything we would not eat. And so thank you to the team who is feeding, who is taking care of. Um, and uh, I was hungry. I really wanted some, but I, I, I had to pass it up. They had spaghetti, and I went home and bought me some spaghetti. I ain't cooked it yet, but, you know, you see if good food, you want good food, but I had to let it go so that others are able to eat. Let's pray as you put your tithes and offerings in your hand. Father, thank you now for what you have lent us, what, what you put in our hand and trusted us to give back. Here it is. Thank you for what we release and thank you for what we keep. For it is in the precious, matchless name of Jesus we pray. Amen and amen. You've been sitting next to somebody all this time. Why don't you say something kind to them and make their day? We'll see you tonight, 4 p.m.